quick, part three, the block estate, Macy's bedroom, 2.25 p.m., September 1st. I heard Westchester is like the Beverly Hills of New York, Claire said. She stood in front of the bay window in Macy's bedroom and looked down at the tennis courts, the swimming pool, and the stone guest house. She was working hard to sound relaxed, but really, Claire had never been in a private house this big before. What's Westchester? Macy asked. She sounded utterly confused. Oh, wait, you mean Westchester? Isn't that, yeah, isn't that what I said? Claire turned away from the window, looked up at Macy. She twisted and turned the bracelets on her arm. I can't believe you made those in kindergarten, and they still fit you, Macy said. You must have super tiny wrists. I didn't make these in kindergarten. Claire's voice was kind and understanding, because she didn't want Macy to feel stupid for making such a ridiculous assumption. My best friends made these for me when I left Florida. She looked proud. They also gave me this, so I could send pictures of my new school. Claire pulled a tiny silver camera out of the chest pocket on her overall. And my new friends. Claire continued. She aimed the lenses at Macy and snapped a picture. Macy moved. Claire checked the shot to see if she would have to take it again. Oh, what's so blurry? Claire sounded disappointed. I'm not surprised, Macy said. Those cameras pretty much suck. Hey, where'd you get that cool mannequin? Claire asked. She was referring to the headless figure that stood on a metal stand by Macy's closet. I, got an, I get a new one every year for my birthday, Macy said. She sounded proud. Why every year? Claire asked. Because I grow. Macy gave a tiny eye roll. Do you think it's ever going to come to life in the middle of the night and try to murder you? Claire asked. She sounded so playful. Never, Macy said. Claire quickly looked around for something new to talk about and walked toward the cork floor that hung above Macy's desk. Who are they? Claire noticed the girls in the picture looked so much older than her friends back home. My best friends in the world, Macy said. We're really close. Is this one a model? Claire pointed to a sultry-looking girl with impossibly glossy dark hair. Not that I know of, Macy said. That's Alicia. Claire thought Macy sent a board. Claire saw pictures of the four girls screaming roller coasters, laying in sleeping bags, waving, and dressed up as gun gun-toting cowgirls. She said the costumes were for Halloween because each girl had a line of fake blood dripping from her mouth, and Bean wore a cowboy hat and sheriff's badge. The shot of the girls posing with Santa Claus at the mall made Claire laugh out loud. I can't believe you, that's a Santa, Claire said. She was referring to the bunny ears Macy was making with her two fingers. I just said. Macy didn't respond. She was too busy checking her cell phone for messages. You guys look like you have a lot of fun together, Claire said. I can't wait to meet everyone. Macy lifted her eyes as if she was peeking at over a pair of sunglasses. I'm sure you'll meet a bunch of other people you'd rather hang out with. Doubt it, Claire said. You should definitely try, Macy said. My friends and I have our own thing going, and you'll probably feel weird if you try to join in. You know, because we've known each other for so long. I'll be okay, Claire forced a smile. Macy had stopped from attention. The phone by her bed rang and she raced to her as if she had been expecting an important call. Oh, what, Mom? Macy said, annoyed. Claire used this time to take a look around Macy's bedroom. Her shelves were filled with first prize back, horseback riding trophies and ribbons. In the center of them was a black child-sized velvet riding helmet and a framed picture of a white pony. There was a doggy sled bed on the floor and it was an exact replica of the human-sized one above it. Macy slammed the cordless phone down on her night table. Come on, I have to show you the guest house. Macy said, it's okay, I can see it from here. Claire pointed out the window. You don't have to take me. Macy gestured to the phone. Actually, I do. Macy slid open one of the closet doors. And Claire saw at least 50 pairs of shoes tucked away in different cubby holes. Macy tapped her lip with her index finger and examined her selection. She picked out a pair of chunky orange. Prada flip-flops and slipped on her feet. Why are you changing? Claire asked if she picked up the coral polish in her nails. Aren't we just going in the backyard? Yeah, but my heels get stuck on the grass and it ruins them. Macy looked down at Claire's feet. 
I'd offer you a pair of flip-flops, but you don't care if it's a little muddy, do you? Macy pointed to Claire's cats. Claire no one responded. Didn't think so. Macy's shoes slapped against her heels as she shut off the lights and walked out of her room. Claire picked a pink chip of polish off her nail and watched it land on Macy's white rug. Normally, she would decided she reached down to pick it up, but she decided to leave it. She figured that room could use a little color. Click, part four. The Block Estate, the driveway. 4.15 p.m., September 1st. An hour later, Macy was sitting next to Isaac, her family's driver, in the plush leather passenger seat of the family Range Rover. They were on their way to Galway Farms, where Macy was going to burn off meeting the Lions family with a, nos- a nice long ride on her horse, Brownie, on a private trail. For the first time all day, Macy relaxed. The windows were open all the way, and the wind felt good against Macy's face. I can't believe that family is taking advantage of Daddy like that, Macy said. What do you mean, Isaac asked. Why don't they get their own place? I'm sure there's a YMCA around here somewhere, she answered. Isaac gave Macy one of his you-did-not-just-say-that looks and ejected the cheesy pop CD from the stereo. Macy knew that meant he was going to say something important. I think it's nice that your parents are helping out their old friends. And it's not forever, he explained. It's just until Mr. Lyon finds a house of his own. What's so hard about buying a house, Macy asked. Are they poor? She said poor the same way her mother said fat. No, Isaac said. But not everyone can afford everything they want exactly when they want it. Macy was ready for the music again. She pushed the CD back in, but Isaac immediately hit eject. Claire seems really sweet, he offered, don't you think? If I wanted someone sweet following me around all day at school, I'd bring Bean, she said. Be nice, Macy. Isaac had a trace of warning in his voice. Macy frowned and turned away from Isaac for the rest of the ride. Then sit the familiar sm- smell of hay and horse poo filled the car. Macy felt her spirit slip. She smiled at herself as they pulled up to the stables. Thanks for the ride, Isaac. See you in an hour. Macy slammed the door and ran to the stables to greet her white horse, Brownie. Brownie, I have a surprise for you. Macy swung a Ziploc bag of old carrots in front of the horse's face like a hypnotist. I washed them, peeled them, and cut them in different shapes. Macy held him an orange jar before she fed it to him. See? Brownie licked her hand with his thick black tongue and Macy hugged him. She'd gotten Brownie for her fifth birthday, and together they won 11 ribbons. Eight for jumping, two for trotting, and one for best mane. Macy waited for Brownie to chomp down the last star before she put herself through the rhinestone-studded stirrup and hoisted herself up. She tapped them lightly with her Hermes riding crop, and they started down the manicure trail. The grass that surrounded the dusty path was lush, and Hunter Lake shimmered in the not-too-far-off distance. Macy inhaled deeply. The air smelled clean, and the farm felt still like there was no one around for miles. She was ready to pick up the pace. She triple-tapped Brownie and began to gallop. Macy could feel her newly sprouted A-cups bouncing along with her. She <laughs> she loved the constant reminder that they were there. Brownie, did I tell you I'm entering, entering the seventh grade as a bra wearer? She asked. She didn't mind that Brownie had no idea what she was talking about. He was a good listener. Better than her friends is almost as good as being... There's one thing Claire can't join in, no matter how hard my mom pushes. She said she's even flatter than Kristen. Macy's one-way with bra- conversation with Brownie was cut short when a stranger's voice interrupted her. It was a guy. He was shouting something, but Macy couldn't hear what he was saying. I said, on your left, he repeated. She whipped her head around and screamed when she saw how close his horse was to Brownie. She, she was about to get pushed off the path and dumped in the ravine that ran vertically around on the trail. 
She called it the gutter because it reminded her of a bowling alley. But if she landed in it at the speed she was traveling, she might as well call it a grave. The black horse overtook her. It's thunderous hoofs drowning out Macy's screams. Brownie was so startled that he stopped unexpectedly and nearly launched Macy straight into the air. Macy pulled tightly in the reins until her horse was back on all fours and standing still. Oh my god, she said when she could motion herself. Brownie, are you okay? She felt the horse shaking beneath her. A cloud of dust formed behind the mystery man and his horses they rode on. Excuse me? She tried to scream, but it came out sounding more like a question. Macy tried again. Hey, Braveheart? By now he's had an earshot quickly becoming a blur. We didn't win all those rims for nothing, did we, Brownie? Macy quadruple tapped Brownie with a riding crop and he charged for it. She saw Braveheart head toward the lake. She decided to take the tor- She decided to take the shortcut through the woods and meet him there when he arrived. Nobody scares us, right, Brownie? She said, and off they went. Her hair slapped against her face and stuck to her lip gloss, but she didn't even bother brushing it back. Brownie jumped over a broken tree trunk and splashed through creeks all the way to the mouth of the lake. They got there so fast that Brownie started drinking when Braveheart showed up. Even from a distance, Macy could tell he was shocked to see that she beaten him there. He dropped his reins and lifted his head above his head like a surrendering outlaw. Macy's heart pounded. Brownie, what if this guy is a toolless escaped convict? Macy whispered while, main- while maintaining eye contact with the stranger. She gripped her phone just in case she needed to make a quick call to 911. Braveheart started to get closer. He had shaggy blonde hair and tan muscular arms. The kind you get from real physical labor, not the gym. When he got close enough, she could see that his eyes were deep blue. He was the cutest toothless escaped convict she had ever seen, even if he was wearing many Levi's and a wrinkled white t-shirt. She did her best to pry the little hair out of her lip gloss before he got any closer. <clears throat> You're on a private trail, Macy said in her best sheriff voice. Funny, it doesn't feel very private, he answered. It would be if you left. Macy was temporarily blinded by his crest white strip. Smiling, she immediately instantly wished she could take back her words, especially when it occurred to her how cute they would look together at the Octavian Country Day school fall dance. Is that any way to a guy just got back into town? What were you in jail for, Macy asked. Reckless riding. He flashed in a smile. Actually, I was shipped up to a boarding school in London. My dad made me come home when he found out I was partying too much. He shrugged. I guess he's hoping I'll find total misery this year as a Briarwood Academy freshman. Macy wanted to ask him why he was sent away in the first place, but she didn't want to seem too eager, didn't want him to think she scared. She hated herself for not wear, not having worn her more flattering brown pants. She once ran in Teen Vogue. Always try to look your best because you never know who you'll run into. Teen Vogue 1, Macy 0. She leaned over and lovingly mussed the mane on her his midnight black horse. Her name is Tricky, he said. I tell her everything. You talk to your horse, Macy asked. Don't you think that's a little strange? Not at all. I'm Chris Abley. He held up his hand, palm like an Indian, but smiled like a cowboy. I'm Macy Block. Macy hooked a piece of shiny brown hair behind her ear and smiled shyly. It's nice to meet you, Macy. Well, I'll get out of your way now so you know your privacy, Chris said. It's okay. You can stay if you want. Macy tried her hardest not to sound desperate. And risk having you hunt me down again? No way. I'll be back next Saturday when this trail is open to the public. Maybe I'll see you then? Chris winked. Okay, was all she could manage. Then it's a date, he asked. Macy felt a surge of energy blast through her entire body. Chris rode off before she had time to answer.